All right, y'all, welcome. Thank you for joining. Y'all are in for a good show today. What I want to talk about is fentanyl. Yes, let's talk about fentanyl. Fentanyl has been tearing us up, but we got to talk about it. So in 2022, New Orleans regained its title as the murder capital of the world. Yes, the murder capital of the world. They never really fell out the top 10, but in 2022, they were number one. They had 280 murders per capita, which made them number one. That's not the most murders, but it's the most murders per capita. However, fentanyl killed almost twice as many as we lost to gun violence. Let me say that again in case y'all missed it. Fentanyl killed almost twice as many as guns did. Now that is big, right? So here in New Orleans, we are always talking about crime. We're talking about the murders. We're talking about the carjackings. There's only one thing that beat fentanyl, and that is stolen cars. Nobody could keep up with them stolen car numbers, y'all. Thank God, because if we had as many fentanyl deaths as stolen car numbers, we'd be having a, another COVID on our hands when it's, I'm talking about in the, the sheer terms of numbers, right? But let's get back into the fentanyl thing. Fentanyl is ravaging our community. And when I say our community, I'm not just talking about us black people. I'm not just talking about us women. I'm talking about everybody. It used to be a, a them thing. It used to be for white people or for black people or for poor people, rich people. Everyone is being affected by fentanyl, right? Something else that I want to discuss is mental health. Now, I know these are two things that are really, really big. They are huge in our community, but they are two pills that need to be swallowed. And that is no pun intended. But as you may or may not know, those two things are definitely related to each other. Not always, but most of the time, people that suffer from mental health issues like to self-medicate. And they typically self-medicate by using illegal drugs or by abusing prescription drugs, right? So we could get into the opiate versus opioids. We can get into that at some point, but today we want to talk about all of it. We want to talk about how this is affecting our community. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. A lot of people choose to suffer in silence because of the stigma that is usually attached to it. Like I said on my other video, 20 years ago, having a nipple slip out would be embarrassing. However, now people putting their nipples online for free. People putting their nipples online for $5.99 a month. They're putting it online. There is literally nothing to be embarrassed about. I can't find anything worth being embarrassed about anymore. And that's a good thing because this new generation is just like, we just handling whatever comes to us, right? We're going to just deal with it. It is what it is. But we need to be like that when it comes to fentanyl, y'all, because fentanyl is taking us out. Fentanyl is literally taking us out, but what are we going to do about it, right? So that's why I'm here, and that's why I am bringing this up, because I think it's time that we get active, y'all. People always want to say, oh, but it's happening everywhere. It's happening here. It's happening there. Yes, I know it's happening everywhere. In 2022, sorry, y'all, it sound like I was Spanish. In 2022, we lost almost 110,000 people to fentanyl in America. Yes, 
That is not normal. Like I said, it's not normal to bury 500 people because of fentanyl. It's not normal to bury an additional 280 people because of gun violence. That's not normal. Just because it's happening does not mean it's normal. So let's not confuse that things are happening with that things are normal because it's happening because that is not true y'all we have to step up we have to have these uncomfortable conversations because we have to address what is happening or there will be no more us right we cannot let fentanyl take us out covid tried but we still here we are not going to let fentanyl take us out i read somewhere that fentanyl and illegal drug use went up during the pandemic and i could understand why because being locked inside the homes with some of the people that we had to be locked inside our homes with was kind of hard, you know, and people have to cope, but we have to find better ways to cope and we have to find better ways to help people that find the wrong ways to cope. Right. And I'm talking about this because it affects me. It affects all of us. You show me a person that has not been affected by mental health and or drugs. And I'm not talking about that person specifically, but I'm talking about a person that may be close to them. Everybody knows somebody that has been affected by this. So that means this affects us all, right? So when I'm saying that I want to talk about it, that means I want to bring some people up here to have an honest conversation about how it's affecting their life and what we could do to fix it. I'm not a doctor, so I can't fix it. But I can tell you how it affected me. I can tell you how it feels having it be so close in my family. I can tell you all of that. So, I mean, I grew up into this system. I didn't choose this life. This life chose me. But I'm not going to allow that to determine what's going to happen for my kids. We're not claiming this. We're going to fix this, right? And it's not just me. Like I said, it's all of us. I've been doing my research and just trying to find out how, what are we doing to fix the situation, right? And I looked into New Orleans and I saw that in January, almost $2 million in federal funding was sent from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration. And the money is going to go to the mental, to the New Orleans Mental Health Collaborative. That is a bunch of agencies, nonprofits, and state agencies, governmental agencies that are working together that is supposed to combat the substance abuse issue. Now, it's May 23rd, and I'm going to be completely honest with you. If there has been something done with that money, or if that initiative has actually started, I don't know anything about it. And I'm not saying I know I know everything or that I read everything, but I do know I have been involved in the system. I have been involved in the courts. I have been vo- involved in everything, and not once have any of these programs ever been mentioned to me. Had I not looked these things up, I would know nothing about it. So that's what I want to know. I want to know where is this money and when is it going to reach the community? When is it going to reach people that need it? Because like WDSU talked about in their special that aired today, which is May 23rd, there is a huge correlation between substance abuse, mental health, and crime. So we can't keep complaining about crime and running away from the things that affect crime so we can't keep ignoring education we can't keep ignoring substance abuse we can't keep ignoring mental health and then trying to pretend like we want to fix crime y'all already know what the definition of insanity is so i won't bore you with that rhetoric 
but we all know that we have to do something when it comes to these issues because it is hurting our community. I just recently went to a facility and I won't name them and I I will at some point, but I can't name them today, but I went to a facility trying to get help. We were turned away because they say that they don't help that particular issue. However, their website says that they do, right? That's not right. There should not be a time when we are turning people away, saying that we cannot help them when funding has been put in place to help these people. We can't keep talking about crime and what's going on with crime and Where's their mamas? Where's the parents? Yes, where are the parents? Sometimes those parents are negligent. But sometimes there are parents that are really trying to help. And we cannot get any assistance. Parents, just because their parents don't mean that they're perfect. Just because they're good parents don't mean that their children are always going to be good. Some children are wayward. Some children go away. You know, if you read the Bible, you know about the prodigal son. We know about Cain and Abel. We know their parents were good. You see what I'm saying? So we can't always blame the parents. That's why I'm a huge advocate in self-responsibility. Sometimes we need to blame the actual person that's doing the actual thing. But when we do blame them, we have to look at everything that is affecting them. And if it is a bad parent, let's address it. If it is mental health, let's address it. If it is substance abuse, let's address it. But we have to address it, y'all. We have to stop being so complacent and just letting things happen to us because it is slowly hurting our community we are slowly withering away we are burying way too many people and it is unnecessary and the people the powers that be like they say they don't care and you know why they don't care because it's not affecting them as much as it's affecting us while I do know that these drugs don't discriminate I do know that while it does not discriminate some of those people have more access to fix what those drugs are um, affecting. All right, let me say that again. I said that fentanyl does, does, does not discriminate. That means it affects everybody. However, it's the, the effects is going to hurt someone in poverty a little bit more than it's going to hurt someone who has a 300K income. The effects that fentanyl has on someone living in poverty, living in a... a I'm going to call this a mental health desert like New Orleans. It's going to affect them more negatively because guess what? There is no assistance. There is no one to help. And I'm telling you there's no one to help because I literally just went through it. I literally just went through it. There is no one to help. As opposed to someone in maybe, I'll say, D.C. Where there's all kind of top of the line facilities where they may be able to help a little bit more and of course if you have more income you can pay to get these services right so while it affects everybody the way it affects everybody is not the same and we need to start having these conversations we really need to start standing up we we really need to start talking about it and that is what I'm trying to do so I know I have been rambling on but I want y'all to try to contribute in any way that y'all can and no I'm not asking for money the only contribution I need from y'all is to comment let me know what y'all think let me know what y'all feel let me know how drugs or mental health has affected you and remember this is a safe space we are not condemning we are not 
trying to judge anybody because at the end of the day, none of us are perfect. We all need help. We all fall short. We all fall short. So this is a safe space. We are here to help each other. We're here to talk. So I need y'all to share this. I need y'all to talk about it. We got to start having these conversations. We got to start making these people uncomfortable because guess what? They think they can legislate their way out of everything. But the way that the only way that they choose to legislate is if we look back in a crime bill of what, 92, it only criminalized the sale of the drugs. So the people that were selling the drugs were getting time. They were getting life. We were not even paying attention to the whys, the ifs. Nobody cared about that. They were only saying, hey, you got caught with heroin, boom, you got life. I'm sorry, it's heroin, but you know, that's how we say it. You got caught with heroin, you get life. So now that's what they're trying to do. You get caught with fentanyl, that's 10 years. While yes, some people do need to be punished, we do need to understand, for one, why they're doing it, why they're selling it. Not saying that there's a good reason, that there's ever a good reason, but we still need to understand because some of the things that we put in place may have put them in an uncomfortable situation to where they felt that was the only thing that they could do. That's another subject for another day. However, we want to talk about the people that's actually purchasing the drugs. We need to find the help for them, not just criminalize the person that sold it to them. There's a situation in Louisiana, South Louisiana, where a young girl, and she was the daughter of someone that was politically popular, I'm going to say that, and that person, that young girl died because she had she overdosed. So it was an accidental overdose, but the person who gave her the drugs received life in jail. He was charged with murder. Now, I'm not telling anybody how to feel about that, but I am telling you that something needs to be done about that type, those type of situations, because that is not the only person there that needs some help, right? We need to start trying to help the people before they even get to the, the fact where they're overdosing. We need to stop them, but we can't stop them if we continue singing songs about perk tens and cocaine running in our big vein and I'm getting loaded and perks and elk. We got to stop y'all. I'm not calling nobody out, but I'm calling y'all out at the same time. We got to start writing better music because what we put in our head is real. These are subliminal messages that our children are receiving. We got to watch it y'all. We can't have these kids sing about perk tens. Our brain cannot decipher the difference between us singing versus us really talking. So when y'all have kids singing these songs, we're making this stuff normal. And I can't tell you enough, nothing normal about this. Nothing normal about drugs. It was bad in the 90s when we had crack. Before crack, we had heroin. And now we have fentanyl. Y'all, we can't let this ruin the community like it did before. We cannot let this run a community. So this podcast that I did today is basically just a call for action. This is just me screaming out to you saying that we need to get active, y'all. We need to be proactive so that we can try to help as many people as we can. We need to stop making it a stigma. We need to try to help people because they're taking pills and we have no idea when it's going to be their last pill. And then they even starting to put fentanyl in weed. We have no idea when it's going to be their last puff. 
And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to be serious, y'all, because this is serious. This is real. What's happening to our community, it is a shame what's happening to our community. But we as a people, we got to stand up. We got to stop being complacent. We got to stop letting things just happen to us. And we got to start acting. We got to get active. We got to share this message. We got to to join in this discussion. We got to tell our stories. Because if we're not telling our stories, nobody's hearing it. They're going to be like, oh, that's just D. She always complaining about something. She always got something to say. It's more than just me. I'm speaking for me, but they got other people out here that need to tell their story too. They got other babies that are being taken from their parents and put into different homes because drugs are affecting them. They got babies that's watching their moms and dads in a car OD. You see it all the time on videos. The baby just sitting there and the parents are like knocked out. If not, you know, gone. Y'all, we got to stop. We have to stop. We got to stop, y'all. So that is what I have to say today. I am looking forward to reading your stories of what y'all have to say or what other people have to say. And together, we're going to get together and we're going to work on something and we're going to bring it to whoever it needs to be brought to. Because if these people want our votes, they have to start doing some stuff that's going to help us. Because I know all we do here is we get money. We hire consultants. We do studies. We create plans. We create programs. We create salaries. We hire people. And that's where it stops. Nothing else happens. A couple of people might get helped here and there, but for the most part, the majority of us don't get anything. If you're not at the top or if you're not at the bottom, you're not really getting the help, and we know that. That's that's with all kinds of different issues. If you're not the very rich or the very poor, we get left out. And I'm not just talking about middle class. I'm talking about working class, too. For example, I had a situation with my son. He got in some trouble, right? So they were trying to put him with a agency that does mentoring. So they got this one agency that's real popular in the city. So since they're so popular, they get all the funding. But my son was turned down from that program. You want to know why he was turned down from that particular program? Because he had a father figure in his life. I'm like, wow, really? So he can't get this program because he has a father figure? I get it for those who don't have a father figure because I grew up without one, so I get it. But the problem is, how are we going to turn away a kid because they do have a dad? Because they do have a father that's active in their life. Obviously, something isn't working, whether they're active or not. The fact that we even need this assistance, but to be turned away and to be turned down because we have a father, an active father, that's crazy. But again, these are the rules. So this is what we have to abide by. Now, granted, I get it. Like I said, I get it. I grew up without a father, so I get it. We need help. We need additional resources sometimes. But why wouldn't they say, okay, you don't qualify for that program, but you do qualify for this one. Or we can get you assistance with this one. Don't just turn me away and hope that things get better because it didn't. Right? And that I'm the same person that they're going to talk about. Oh, get the parents. Where are the parents? We here. We trying. And I can't wait to tell y'all that story. But we trying, y'all. But sometimes we need help. I'm not ashamed to say I need help sometimes. I'm not perfect. I do what I can. Some people do what they want, but I do what they can. 
you know, and that's some that's a New Orleans thing, six wall thing. I'm not from the six wall, but that is a thing that we have here. But <sighs> long story short, y'all, it's time to get active. I did enough talking, I did enough rambling. Y'all get my drift. Y'all see what it's about. Y'all know that we need to talk about it. So y'all be prepared because the next conversation that we have on this issue, I will have some people that are here to help. I'm going to have some people that are here ready to tell their stories and we're going to talk. We're going to, we're going to hash it out and we're going to get to the next step. We're going to get to the next level. Y'all this podcast is real. This podcast about is about what's really going on in this country, what's really going on in this world and what's really going on in our lives. It's all over the place, but we're going to get it right. So y'all share y'all comment and y'all come back. Peace.